Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to CHSRHealthyLife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. CHSRHealthyLife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. You're tuned in to Real-Time Relationships. Enter the world of successful relationships. You'll get insider tips on how to navigate the perils and pitfalls of modern dating and up-close-and-personal real-life stories you can relate to from Dr. Camarado's personal clients. Dr. Marianne Camarado is a relationship expert, author, and media personality who continues to enjoy her own long-term successful relationship. And now, here's Real-Time Relationships with Dr. Marianne Camarado. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Real-Time Relationships. I'm Dr. Marianne Camarado. I'm so glad you're here. On today's program, we're going to be talking about practicing peace in your relationships. It's one thing to cultivate inner peace, as we know, but sometimes this peace can be elusive especially when somebody else comes along. I don't know what that is about that, but that, that other, as we would call it, that, that person, however well-meaning or intentioned, uh, peace kind of flies out the window. Our guest today uh, is Dr. Drayvon James. She's joining us to talk about this universally recognized topic of peace, but maybe in a way that you have not considered until now, and uh, how we can create more of that peace in our lives and our relationships today. Welcome to the program, Dr. James. We're so glad you're here. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, it wasn't easy getting here, was it? <laughs> but well worth the journey. Yeah. Well worth the journey. We'll see, as the Zen Master says, right? You know, peace can be. I was looking up the word peace today just for fun. I love etymology, and I was thinking about it being a noun which oftentimes peace, we think about peace in terms of uh, sort of an adjective or a state of being, right, peacefulness. But peace is a big thing. It's a it's not huge. only, yeah, it's, it's huge. It's a movement. It's, you know, eluded our cultures since the beginning of time. Probably you think about people bonking each other on the top of the head with, you know, clubs and such, you know. <laughs> And I was just watching some glimpse of some one of those Viking shows the other night and thinking, man, I don't know how much we've changed or what, but... <laughs> because <laughs> <different tactics. laughs> same same yeah. thing, we just evolved in our tools. Uh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> to not have peace but pretend like we're being peaceful. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to do our best to unpack this topic together. Um, hopefully... Uh, with the lens or through the lens of cultivating peace in our relationships, like I mentioned as we started the program. Um, but before we kind of get there, I'd love for folks to get a sense of who you are, the journey that you've been down, uh, and some of the twists and turns that you've taken to to get to this place where I love the part about your story, too, where people want to hear your stories about peace, not so much they're, they're interested in your pharmacal, uh, logical kind of <laughs> abilities, which is weird, right, because everybody yeah. would rather take a pill. Give me a peace <laughs> pill, Doc, you know. So you tell us a little bit about how you started, where you started, and take your time so we can get to know you. 
Yeah, so I'm going to start at the beginning. Probably going to give you way more information about Dr. Draymond James than you ever wanted, but it'll help to paint a little bit of a picture for you. So um, when I was 17 years old, on my way to college, and my brother, who was a year younger than me, that summer he gave me a book, Norman Vincent Peale, The Power of Positive Thinking. Mm-hmm. And now, I, and I was no stranger to this type of thinking because I was we would have been raised and going to a New Age thought church and also to a Pentecostal church. We went to church on Saturday, all day Saturday, this was my childhood, and then all day Sunday. So I thought that was the most horrible thing that my mother could have ever done to us. And That's I mean, a lot of church. <laughs> right. And, and, the, and the thing about it was so crazy is that she was sneaking and going to these churches because the people who didn't know that we went to two different churches, like the people from the New Age Truth Church, they didn't know we went to a metaphysical church and vice versa. So nobody knew. And she was, you know, and I don't know why that was her thought. Why you would have to speak? But as I said, I never heard of that. That's hilarious. Bizarre, right? So, but as her oldest child, I was not permitted to go to sleep, so you had to stay awake. And what I learned is that these two groups were talking about the same thing. Yeah, they were using different lingo, but it was basically the same thing. And so. That I carried with me. So I get this book, Norman Vincent, Vincent Peale, The Power of Positive Thinking. I'm 17 years old, and I'm captivated by it. I read it from cover to cover. I was on my way to pharmacy school, and I knew inside of me my entire life, I've always known that I wanted to do something to help people, to help people. And I thought, you know, okay, I'll go to medical school. And I was going to medical school. I was going to pre, uh, pre-med pharmacy. And... I read this book, and I had never heard the term motivational speaker. I would never heard the word inspirational speaker, but I knew that I wanted to do something more than with the physical body. I didn't know what that was. So I went on through pharmacy school, but I, was, I must have read that book in my lifetime. My lifetime has been over 100 times, I'm sure. I recommend it to people. I give it out on Christmas and holidays, but I read it so much. And while I was in pharmacy school, I started studying everything that I could get my hands on that resembled what a 17-year-old mind could conceive of as peace. And mm. at 17, and let me back up and say that we grew up in extreme poverty. At one point in our life, we were homeless. So at 17, my idea of peace was just like no problems. I just didn't want to have any problems. And how could you have a life? You know, what did you have to do? Was it in one of these books? And I read everything I could get my hands on. And my definition of peace, of course, evolved as I evolved. But that was my beginning journey. My mom put me on the pathway. My brother just piqued my interest with that book because it wasn't church. It, you know, it was just this guy talking about concepts that really resonated with me. And I knew that it was possible. So fast forward, I go on to pharmacy school. I graduate from there. I'm still studying everything I could. I got journals and journals. I'm writing. I'm writing. Going every workshop I can, anything that I could get my hands on. I still didn't know what I was going to ultimately end up doing with my life because I wanted to do something (laughs) that related to helping people have a peaceful journey. Pharmacy has been a very good segue because I meet people who are challenged in their health, and this physical body is such a big part of this experience in this earth. You know, this physical body takes so much to maintain. So I was in a good position to learn about people and what was going on with them after the the diagnosis, after the medication, and what's still going on. There's something there. There's something there. So I was more intrigued 
And I started, uh, I got a job as a consultant many, many years ago and got to know people a lot better. <laughs> I'm in their space. Mm-hmm. And, and somewhere along the line, I got the courage, and I mean courage because I was scared, <laughs> at the mm-hmm. end of these um, pharmacy talks, I'd present, you know, a case or I'd go through a lot of findings and, or talk about a drug or a disease state. And one day I ended a little bit early, like 10 minutes early, and I gave 10 minutes. I didn't have a title for it then. I just gave 10 minutes of these philosophies that I had, to, you know, read about over the years. Mm-hmm. And I just kept doing it and kept doing it. And it evolved to everyday peace. And I got a call one day, and someone said to me, we want you to be the keynote speaker at our event. And I thought, oh, that's cool. You know, I'll be, I'll be there, and I'll be talking. I said, so, you know, what do we want to talk about? Disease state, we want to talk about drug therapy, you know, uh, med errors. What do you want to talk about? She said, nope, I don't want to hear about any of that. She said, you know that thing that you do at the end of your talk? That's all that we want you to talk about. <laughs> wow. Like, because <laughs> you know how people stare back at you and they have these like blank face. Yeah. You, know, you don't know what they're thinking. And I'm here in one capacity. I'm here as you know, a doctor of pharmacy. That's what that's what you paid for, and that's why I'm here. But I just felt like I can give you just a little bit more, whether you're a practitioner or a patient, just something else for you. Like this is, I thought, just something for you to take with you in your journey today. Because believe me, stuff is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Today, you know, and that's how I got to, uh, you know, really feeling comfortable. I was already doing it for myself. I was already living out the principles, and but I really, like I said, really wanted to help other people. And if I got two seconds with a patient somewhere, and we talk about their drug therapy, and I say, "Hey, did you ever, you know, if they if they were receptive and would hear, I can talk to you about a few other things that may help you along your journey." Because one thing I know is that. Perfect health, all the money in the world, great external relationships. If you don't, and that's probably not possible if you don't have peace within, but peace within is the most valuable commodity. Yeah. That's a game changer. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about, like, I hear you say that, and I immediately just relax, and then I lean forward, like, yeah, give me some of that. What yeah. what are you talking about? You know what I mean? I hear the words, I feel it, but let's break it down and unpack this for folks. What do you mean by peace within? Because that sounds so compelling, and we both know it's elusive. Right. And, and so let me, before I tell you, I got to tell you this. I know this about us, myself, and test it on yourself. Each and every one of us at the in this journey wants to know one thing, that we're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. No matter what's happening, am I going to be okay? Mm-hmm. Am I going to be okay? So that's the question. That's 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 mm-hmm. the question. And then fear kicks us in the back of the head. Says, Maybe not. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So that that's what we're living with. That's that's where we're living. So the definition of peace that I use is peace is wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. Peace is wholeness. Nothing missing, nothing broken, completeness, totality. That's it. So now, if we breathe in that, in this moment, and knowing a couple things, that whatever happened two seconds ago, you survived it. Whatever it was, 
For some of us, it was, you know, we didn't even, we can't even remember two seconds ago. For somebody else, it was traumatic. Mm-hmm. But they can now label themselves victor, meaning they are victorious over the last two seconds. Whatever it was. Whatever it was. It was two seconds ago. Whatever's two seconds ahead of us, we haven't got there yet. So we're right here in this moment, and we can test it. Am I whole? Am I complete? Is there anything missing? Wow. Yeah. Wow. That that's just, a beautiful, that's, beautiful yeah. definition. Right. So I'm going to repeat that for folks, too. Nothing missing, nothing broken, completeness, wholeness, totality. Right? Yeah. That is yeah. the definition of peace we are talking about right here in real-time relationships with Dr. Drayvon James right here, right now, breathing into this definition of peace, this tangible definition of peace. So cultivating that peace, understanding it is one thing, and you backed me up for a good reason, so we have a context for what we're talking about if you're just joining us. What is peace? How do we cultivate that in our interiority, right, the sense that we have inside that emanates outside? When we are oriented in this Western culture, uh, programmed to be externally referenced, in other words, what's happening out there has the effect, right? And it's a survival instinct as well. As a relational creature, we're constantly gathering data to see if we're okay, to your point. Am I okay? we we got to make sure that next step is a stable one. We're looking constantly that most of the energy we spend is navigating our way through so we can stay alive in the next moment, right? So that's in that primal part of the brain. So you have that impulse that sort of is with us always. How do we, uh, some would say, move to the more evolved or conscious state of peace, which is a pretty high, high up there for a lot of folks. It's no easy trek to go from being vigilant to peaceful. Right, right, yeah. It is a, and let me just say, it's it's not like arriving, like traveling from here to L.A. and I have arrived. It is a constant state of arriving, and we have we have got to be okay with that. We've got because we are so destination driven. Mm-hmm. We are a destination driven. You know that's how our society, you know, destination driven. But we've got to be more journey driven. When we change that, be more journey driven, then we can really, really take this in. Because I tell people that looking for peace on the in the external is like me having a headache and saying, Mary, please take the Tylenol because I need to feel better. <laughs> and you know, and that's not such a bad plan because if I calm down and stop talking or do whatever might be giving you a headache, that it could be right part of it. A lot of people think, oh, yeah, if you're okay, I'm okay, right? Right. That's a model that we're coming from. So that's as absurd as that sounds, it's it's not really that far from where uh, the way a lot of us orient ourselves. But it's so dangerous because it takes you away from being in the power seat, in the right. driver's seat of right. your life, and right. you definitely are. I wrote a book, Freedom is Your is your Birthright. We have the power to choose. We have the power to choose peace. And it is, we're going to talk about all these different things, but it is practices that we do every day because right now we are 
ritualistic people. We do certain things. We don't even know that we do them. We do them, and we stand by them, even though those things that we do causes pain, causes sleepless nights, causes, you know, binging on food and sweets and sugar. We do them because that's what we have learned to do. It's a learned behavior, and we're comfortable with that. And some of us even know, I've talked to people when I do seminars and workshops, and they say, I know I shouldn't do this. And I say, well, do you want to stop? I'm not sure. Because they're not sure what they're replacing with. You've been doing it for 50, 60 years. Mm-hmm. And this sense of peace that you talk about isn't a concept that um, it's the, something the Beatles sung. You know, it's sort of like... It's, it's more tangible. It's more real than that. It's a place that we've all paused and felt before. And it's almost, um, it's almost because it's invisible in some way, it seems that it's uh, il- more elusive, if you know what I mean, right? I it's do. Sort of, I do. It, it, so we, in terms of cultivating it, it feels like, oh, well, this food gives me this immediate sense of I'm okay, like you talked about, right? So, and the other addictions and the other, or that, you know, we can have performance addiction or, you know, whatever we have, searching outside of ourselves for that feeling of being okay. Dr. Drayvon, how do we move from that external reference, that impulse, that momentum to that interior kind of orientation. What's the first step for for those of us who are trying to make that shift? The first step is to get to know yourself without shame or condemnation or blame. Just get to know yourself. And it takes a while to do this. You have most of us are afraid to get to know ourselves because we're afraid we're ashamed of a lot of things. We got stuff in there that we don't want to see that we kinda of put behind, you know, no one can see it and we don't want to see it either because we may not be as perfect as we'd like to be or as good or as saintly as we'd like to be, and we don't want to know ourselves on that level. But here is the thing. You're still just as lovely. I'm still just as lovely and, and deserve to be loved by me no matter what my past or my present is showing, what's showing up inside of me. So the first step and how do you get to love yourself that's so important because you will not entirely embrace the concepts of peace and peace every day until you develop a relationship with self and that's really what's missing we are running around trying to develop a relationship with a significant other relationship with our children reconnect with our parents reconnect with our friends from college or high school and we really need to first reconnect with us yeah yeah I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, but, but in that but in that space right there is how you begin the journey. That is the beginning point. You can't skip over that, and that takes time. And the first way to start, people say, well, how do you get to know yourself? And how do you know that you don't know yourself? Mm-hmm. Because you ask yourself this question, how are you feeling? And I was on another interview, and a person said to me, you want me to talk to myself? You talk to yourself. I talk to myself all day long. Mm-hmm. All day long, we just don't, I, for years I worked in a um, mental health facility, and when I first got there in my 20s, boy, I was blown away. You know, people were walking up and down the aisles, and, you know, they were just so tormented and loud, and, you know, after you're, you know, working in that environment for some time, it, it made me start listening and watching myself. 
And I realized that a lot of what they were saying on the outside, I was saying those same things on the inside. Only thing is, you couldn't hear my thoughts, so you judged me to be sane. Mm-hmm. Right? Because yeah. we are restrained. We don't talk. We, so we do this all day long. You know, we criticize ourselves all day long. We're so hard on ourselves, so unforgiving on ourselves. You know, we, we, may, we may come out as being this egotistical, very uh, strong individual, but inside, when we really listen to that voice inside, it's saying some things that are really painful to us. And it's causing us to shrink back, turn away, and not see ourselves. Yeah, it's, it's almost as though that you are asking us to do the very thing that moves us away from peace, which yeah. is the paradox, isn't it? Yeah. The, the paradoxes, and there's so much philosophy and, and you know, Rumi and everybody else who's in line to talk about this purification process where we have to go within, you know, to thine own self be true. We have to know who we are in order for us to have that experience that you're talking about, the peace. And we come back after the break. We're going to talk more about how to drop deeper down what I would call a rabbit hole. And coming out the other side, don't worry, you're going to have lots of tools, tons of support. Dr. Drayvon James is here with me, Marianne Camarado, right here on Real-Time Relationships. We're going to be back right after these messages. Do you have relationship questions? I wish my past relationships didn't affect my relationships now to the point that I project them onto my partner. I'm perpetually single. What does that mean? You know, I've been single for 15 years, and at this point, I can hardly even imagine what intimacy and total connection would even feel like. The part of my relationship with a man that I've had in my life for so many years that keeps me here and present is that the relationship is not just about me, about us. We come in at it 50-50, and it feels so good when you can help that other person move forward, and they can help you. To get answers to your relationship questions, call in to Real-Time Relationships with Marianne Camarado every fourth Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on HealthyLife.net. Radio your way. HealthyLife.net Welcome back, everybody. I'm Dr. Mary Ann Camarado. You have tuned into real-time relationships. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, cultivating skills, tools, and resources to help you attract and create healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationships, beginning within, is what we're all about here on this program. We've invited Dr. Drayvon James today to talk to you about one of the skills, tools, big concepts, uh, a way to cultivate more peace in your life. She's here to help us do that uh, before the break. Uh, Dr. James, you were talking about your journey um, 
in a, in a way, I love uh, people's day mall, you know, as, as James Hillman talked about it, right? Your, your soul's purpose. And how it starts talking to you when you're young. If you're paying attention, you know, the phone will ring. We've got to pick it up or be able to hear it ring. Even in the face of adversity, you know, you can hear the ringing bell. You picked up this thread of peace way back at 17. You just had it like a bone and we're not going to let it go. It, or it had you, some might say. Yeah. And it turned into uh, a life purpose for you, one in which that this calling for you to help other people, this longing, this your soul's longing to to give back, as it turned out, became even more desirable from folks in your industry, in the medical industry, uh, which was the pharmaceutical industry is was, uh, which is so interesting and fascinating. And by the way, I really want to highlight because this point because so many of us think that you know we have the struggle between what we should be doing and what God wants us to do or the divine or, you know, being connected. And part of what you're talking about today is how to be connected to that interior sense of yourself, your definition of peace for all of us. If you're making notes, uh, there's nothing missing, nothing broken, completeness, wholeness, totality. That is the kind of peace that Dr. Drayvon James is talking with us about today. Now, your first tool for us was to cultivate a sense of our relationship with ourselves. And I was saying before the break, oh gosh, alarms are going off now because that doesn't seem very peaceful for some of us. What do we do then? What the heck? So this is is what we're going to do. And and I know how scary that is for most of us to have to go and look at that junk. And that's not really what I'm asking you to do. What I'm asking you to do is just to watch. Just watch whatever shows up. Don't go digging around. What what you need to see when you need to see it will show up. But before you go to that place where you're asking yourself a few questions, I want you to promise yourself some things. And I want you to talk to yourself like you are your external, like you are your person that you would want to forgive you. Like you are the lover that you would want to have this conversation with. And no matter what you say here today, no matter what you say here today, I'm not leaving. I absolutely love you. There's nothing that you can reveal here today that's going to make me see you any less. In fact, your vulnerability is going to make me fall more in love with you. I guarantee you I'm yours for life. Now, when you show up for yourself like that, and this is you showing up for you, that little part of us, that little Drayvon, peeks her head through and says, are you serious? Mm-hmm. Are you serious? Because I want to, I, I don't know. Can we get that in writing? <laughs> right. Can you get that in writing? Because I don't know. But this is you talking to you. And you can make those kind of guarantees. You can make those because guess what you're not going to be able to do? Divorce you. So, and I want you to get really serious about it because I really want, just like I want it for me, to really get to see me. And I, you don't love everything that you see. There's some things that you need to tweak, but I, I love you anyway. I love you anyway, and I love you even more for showing it to me. And I don't condemn you for it. And guess what you don't need to do? You don't need to make an excuse to me. You don't need to tell me why you are that way because of of the poverty or the the harsh life or the abuse. I've been with you for life. What I would tell you is that we're not going to need those tools anymore. But But I honor you 
for developing a strategy for keeping us here. Yeah, that, that witnessing, how powerful is that? There's yeah. healing just in that, turning to face ourselves, the, the that which got us to this moment, right? The courage that that takes, the, the, the act of love, um, deep devotion that it takes to turn towards yourself with unconditional love. And, by the way, if you're out there and you're a physics geek like me, well, this is a physics law. You know, basically, in a nutshell, water seeks its own level, right? We are, mm-hmm. this, is, this has been talked about throughout the ages, never mind science, before science, as philosophy, right? That the, the beloved looks into its own face to know that thy, thine own self is true or something like that. I think that was Rumi or Hafiz mm-hmm. or one of those guys. Uh, but back to your, your point and your gorgeous invitation to us, Facing the self from the highest, if you want to say high, not in terms of height, but the deepest or the most real part of ourselves is healing, just in and of itself. Yeah. Getting to know yourself. Getting to know yourself. And and at first when you do it, and I encourage people, when I started on this journey, and I had read read so many things, what I would tell people is everything that I read, even though it was using different language and it it had its own style, when I got down to the core of it, it was all saying the same thing, and that's what I thought was so beautiful. That's what a universal message is, is Mm -hmm. that, oh, my gosh, all roads are pointing right here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. that's, that's a universal law then we got a universal law so mm-hmm. and that getting to know yourself loving yourself mm-hmm. loving yourself with no blame no condemnation no shame and at first when you start asking yourself you know these questions and well, I started off really simple I would say Drayvon how are you feeling today and I'd wait I'd just wait I wouldn't rush like a co-worker would ask you and, you know, be down the hall and around the corner before your answer came out. <laughs> just gonna, right? I, just wait. I just wait for something to come up. And what, what used to come up in the beginning was that I'm not sure. Now, that's interesting. You're not sure how you feel? Mm-hmm. Right? And so I talk to myself, and everyone has a different um tactics for doing it, but what I recommend to people is that you view yourself in as a small child, like like you would talk to your elementary school child. Just wait and be patient. You wouldn't yell and rush a third grader to an answer. They're already scared of what would happen in school today. They don't want to tell you. So you just wait. You just wait. And somewhere around, you know, we start at questioning at breakfast, somewhere around dinner time. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit of the truth mm-hmm. comes out. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, I'm angry. <laughs> a little I, bit of the truth. I think I'm depressed. I don't like myself, right? right. And then you listen for it, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't condemn it. You don't explain it away. Oh, I see. I understand. Very, very, very subtle. I see. I understand. I love you anyway. Tomorrow, a little bit more truth comes out. Right. And it helps if you can spend some time in nature, reconnecting with nature when you're going through this process. Don't rush it. Many of us have spent, you know, well over 40 years not loving ourselves. Mm-hmm. When we come back after the break, we are going to talk about what's next after we 
cultivate this practice of turning our attention inwards, beginning to love ourselves, where do we go from there? Not to worry. We're going to get to that information and what you need and a copy of Dr. Draymond James' book, where to find it, etc., right here on Real-Time Relationships. I'm Dr. Marianne Camarado, back right after these messages. Do you have relationship questions? I wish my past relationships didn't affect my relationships now to the point that I project them onto my partner. I'm perpetually single. What does that mean? You know, I've been single for 15 years, and at this point, I can hardly even imagine what intimacy and total connection would even feel like. The part of my relationship with a man that I've had in my life for so many years that keeps me here and present is that the relationship is not just about me, about us. We come in at 50-50 and it feels so good when you can help that other person move forward and they can help you. To get answers to your relationship questions, call in to Real Time Relationships with Marianne Camarado every fourth Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on HealthyLife.net. All positive talk with a mature edge. HealthyLife.net. Welcome back, everybody. I'm so glad you're here. I'll tell you, I love me some inspirational speakers. I was watching from the time I was nine years old. Uh, I, I don't know about y'all, but I love inspirational speakers. Well, we've got an amazing one with us today, Dr. Drayvon James, uh, a reluctant inspirational speaker in some ways at the beginning of her journey. She's joining us today, uh, full tilt, eyes wide, heart open, love pouring out, talking to us about how to cultivate this peace inside of ourselves first, learning to love ourselves first. People often say that, but how do we do that? Well, she's breaking it down for us. Uh, before the break, we were talking about how to do that, how to, how to cultivate that self-loving talk. Uh, and, and where do we go from here, Dr. James? We, we've got the skill now. We know the how-to. We know not to judge what comes up and just stay with it and let that expand and grow and heal and so forth. Where do we go from here? So once you have developed a strong sense of love for yourself, you forgive yourself for every for everything. It becomes easier for you to forgive everybody else for everything. Now you've risen your energy level. You are a forgiving person. You forgive yourself no matter what goes on, no matter what happened in the past, no matter what happens currently in the present, you know, and in the future we'll get there. But... That forgiveness piece is so important after you get to know yourself. The forgiveness piece is so important. And then now we can talk about defining yourself. We talked earlier about defining yourself as victorious. Mm -hmm. Because when you are victorious, you are powerful. When you are powerful, you have then put some boundaries on fear. Mm -hmm. And now we can behave differently. Because fear is no longer deciding our next move. 
because we know we are victorious. We, we have the power to forgive. Oh, my goodness, how powerful is that? Mm-hmm. We have the power to forgive mm-hmm. not only ourselves, but now I extend forgiveness to you because I am victorious. I am powerful. I am able to do that. I am no longer going to make my decisions. This changes your energy. Okay, so energy. Yeah, let me yeah. interrupt here, just or let me offer this as a, a how do we reframe this then? Oh, here I go again. Right? How do we not judge that? The repetition of those old patterns. They're gonna keep coming up. Help us out here. Yeah, so that is part of our learned behavior, right? And what I tell people, who amongst us, you know, a baby's learned behavior, he or she learned to crawl. Right? And so they stand up one day and tomorrow they're crawling again. Who amongst us was getting there, wag our finger in their face? So you were just walking yesterday. Mm-hmm. How dare you crawl again today? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, right, right. But it's okay. We've, it's okay. We, we see that. We, we observe that and we see that. We shed the light on it. We don't let it do it in a sneaky little dark corner of ourselves anymore. We look it dead on and say, I see. You know we don't have to do that anymore. This self-talk is so very important. Mm-hmm. Once we acknowledge it, it shrinks back. It becomes less, and now we acknowledge it faster. See, we don't just go from knowing that we're going to do these things to automatically doing them. We do them for the first day. We do them while we're listening to the speaker. And then we get home and somebody pisses us off and we're way back to where we were. <laughs> right? You know, but then we can be victorious again because we right. wake up again. Right? Right. I die daily, right? <laughs> right. So, so we get to this point, and that, but what happens is the time that we spent unconscious, that's what we'll call that, we're not in our consciousness, the time that we spend that unconsciousness lessens. We go there less frequently, mm-hmm. and we stay there for shorter periods of time. Victor- that's victory. Yep, that's victorious. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And let's track it and reframe it like that, people, so we don't feel like we're comparing it to anybody else or what we should be or what we think we're supposed to be at this age and blah, 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 right? This is a reframe on the whole yes. deal. Yes. Right. Yes. Let's not be so hard on ourselves. Let's not set these, yeah, these false. We just need to be peaceful. I'm whole. I'm complete. There's nothing missing right now. All and right. That is so free. Mm-hmm. Okay. Enter. Drum roll, please. Enter the relationship. Here I am. Like you sort of said it. You're fine after the show. There you are after your meditation, your yoga class, or whatever. You can even handle it with strangers, acquaintances, and friends. When we get into our intimate relationships, there's something that happens where we can be so reactive that it feels really hard to have this peace be part of the new dynamic in the relationship, especially in an existing dynamic, okay? It's one thing to start out and have a great you know, shared relationship around peace. Let's talk about the relationships that don't have this jam going on. And now, oh, I'm going to introduce peace here. That is not a drill that we know. What do we do then? So the first thing you do, you just introduce it for yourself. Now, when you start introducing it for yourself and we start watching ourselves, we realize that this is a journey. And there is this thing, whenever we get something new, we want to go out and tell everybody about it. We want to change everybody immediately. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've been delivered, and I want you to deliver, too. Yeah, that's right. That's not loving. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. that's not, and I'll tell you why we do that, because we are fear. That's fear-based. We're fearful that if we don't change together, then this thing isn't safe. Mm. Then we go back to that because it, in 
every moment there's this part of us asking, am I safe? Am, am I going to be okay? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and that, that, that memory, that part that, no, you're not going to be okay. No, you're not safe, and that's a lie. So that just when, you, just when you think that you're a control freak, you're actually just a frightened little being. Yes! And we yes! can be, right? And we can be more loving and compassionate. See how we reframe that already real quick? <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful? Because think of the two-year-old, right? We're just scared. That's all yeah. that is. We're just scared. Yeah. But, we're, but we're big and we look powerful and we look in the mirror and we, we look like we should know it all. We should have it all together. And that's frightening, too. Mm-hmm. Because we're seeing some. Well, how come you don't have it all together? Why are you still? You never mad at ourselves about that, right? Mm-hmm. So we got to see that for what it is. So we get into this relationship with this person, and it hurts. There's pain there. There's pain there. And I will tell you this: that organically, when you raise your energy, when I raise my energy, organically, one or two things happen in a relationship, and they don't require a whole lot of effort. They will require that we accept the process. Organically, what happens in a relationship is that as we elevate and move our energy up to awareness and consciousness, this relationship becomes more receptive to that. It's like honey on the side of a honey pot. Somebody puts their hand in it, it gets mm. sticky, now they're kind of stuck. That's just the relationship is meant to be in your life. Everything that's in our life has not come to stay forever, and I know that hurts. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, who wants, to, who wants to lose? I was married for 20 years before I, mm-hmm. on my 20th anniversary, I realized, what the heck is going on here? <laughs> How'd you get what in my bed? <laughs> what just happened? What just happened? Right? And, yeah. and, and I'm happy to say that relationship is still intact today, but it, but it, you know, he left and it was necessary that he leave. Mm-hmm. And organically some things had to change. And I've been on this pathway of peace. I think this is a journey. I've been on this pathway of peace since 17. I'm over half a century. I won't tell you how old, but over half a century. And, <laughs> And this is an evolution. Remember, it's not a destination. It's a journey. So when we're looking for this external perfect situation, no one that we are not perfect. We are not going to cultivate perfection. What we're going to cultivate, what we're going to cultivate is compassion. Mm. That's what this energy, that's what this peace does, is I can see you, and, and, and that does hurt me. But you, it hurts me because I, I can be honest about that. I'm hurt about it, and that's after I get past all the other adjectives, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right, Tatat, everybody. Hold that thought wherever you like, uh, preferably in your heart. Right. Just hold all of these beautiful suggestions, the possibility for your relationship. Because when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about how to cultivate even more peace in your relationship right here on real-time relationships i'm dr marianne camarado we are with dr drayvon james we'll be back in just a minute do you have relationship questions i wish my past relationships didn't affect my relationships now to the point that I project them onto my partner. I'm perpetually single. What does that mean? 
You know, I've been single for 15 years, and at this point, I can hardly even imagine what intimacy and total connection would even feel like. The part of my relationship with a man that I've had in my life for so many years that keeps me here and present is that the relationship is not just about me, about us. We come in at 50-50, and it feels so good when you can help that other person move forward, and they can help you. To get answers to your relationship questions, call in to Real Time Relationships with Marianne Camarado every fourth Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on HealthyLife.net. Discover the world's largest anti-aging organization, Life Extension. For the best information, vitamins, and supplements, you just can't beat Life Extension. To start extending your life, go to the HealthyLife.net advertiser page and click on the Life Extension banner. Radio your way. HealthyLife.net. Welcome back, everybody. I'm so glad you're with us today. Cultivating peace has never been more important, particularly in your relationships. Not an easy thing to do. Dr. Drayvon James has been with us this hour to help us cultivate everyday peace, right? Not just a big peace with a big P. Every day she's given us resources, skills, tools, and so forth to help us cultivate this peace. Dr. Drayvon James, how do we find your book, by the way, so we can download it, get a copy, all that good stuff? Wonderful. My book, Freedom is Your Birthright, is available on Amazon. It's also available on my website, which is drdrayvonjames.com. And it's a tiny, tiny book. I want to say that. So it's less than 100 pages on purpose because there are some exercises in there I really want you to Start one cover and go to the other cover and use it as a resource because there's so much in there. It's an easy read, but you'll be amazed at what it will do for your inside. Oh, come on. There's a sigh of relief. People are like, oh, finally a book that I can read, you know, that I'm going to read that might change my life. So thank yeah. you for that. And we were, talking, we were talking before the break, uh, and don't worry, everybody, you can re-listen to this broadcast or go to Marianne Live uh, or MarianneCamarado.com and get more information on how to find this this uh, Dr. Gravemond's book and her work. Um, we were talking about, the before the break, the skills necessary uh, in a relationship, uh, particularly one that you've already been in and where there's hurt and pain and, you know, you, you apply these same principles and skills. Uh, any last thoughts on that before we move on to folks approaching relationship and then out into the bigger sense of relationship? Yes, I want to say this. Already in a relationship, trying to stay in that relationship, remember to hold your hands open, hold your heart open, because whatever you clench, you clench in fear. How do you do that? You do it the same way that you got to know yourself, the patience. You wait. And waiting is something that we don't want to do. We really don't want to do that, but we have to. That's how we get to know ourselves. We ask a question and we wait. And sometimes asking a question is just watching. Making your needs known, making your desires known, being open. Right? So often we try to hide who we are or become somebody else so we can fit in. 
that's not necessary when you're operating in everyday peace. There will be external chaos. There will be. This is a world full of people we can't control all of them. Think of the stuff that we really are saying and what's going out of our own mouth, and we're like, oh, my gosh, I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to do that, and I did. So patience is the first thing, and forgiveness. Oh, my goodness. Do not keep a record of wrong, but always keep your standard and your boundaries in place. When you love yourself, there are some things you're just not going to wait around for to see how it's going to turn out. There are some situations that say this is my exit, and that's okay. Accept that. The ones that are not at that extreme, we're going to we're going to practice patience and forgiveness all of the time. But the ones that are not at that extreme, we're going to wait and let things evolve with openness and conversation and love. Beautiful. That is sad for the soul. Okay, we're moving into now a new relationship, potential relationship, contemplating relationship. What do we do there? You're so lucky if you're moving into a new one because guess what? <laughs> you, can off, you can start off fresh. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this is what, this is going to sound terribly strange, but having expectations of other people is the quickest way to be disappointed. Mm. Having boundaries that you expect other people to respect is the quickest way to be satisfied. Mm. To create boundaries, you must first know yourself. So when you're going into a new relationship, we got all the stuff. We know all the, you know, the eyes want what the eyes want, the heart wants what the heart wants. We got all that stuff. But as we're approaching things in an everyday peace component, we're there. We're setting boundaries. How do you have peace? You are yourself. You know we put on that little dog and pony shoe in the beginning. I'll do anything. It's okay. That's not true. <laughs> it's true for 30 days. And then I call those the 30-day wonders, and then you wonder what happened to that person. <laughs> right. So give yourself permission to be in your best behavior, but to be your to be your genuine self, and give that significant other permission to do that too, so that we can we can get to know each other in truth. And always reevaluating yourself. It's okay to change. It's okay to change after 20 days, after 20 years, 20 months. It's okay. Some things have not come to last forever. And I know that's so hard to hear. My grandmother used to say that and used to make me so angry because I want it to last forever. What do you mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the everlasting gobstopper, right? <laughs> right. Willy Wonka syndrome. Okay, people. Yeah. We've got to be more fluid, maybe. Yes. Oh, I love it. We have to be more fluid. Learn to flow. And then in that space when you're forgiving and you're patient and you're in the organic space, it will either grow, but you can't force another person. And don't ever get in that, I can do a little bit more. No, you can't. You don't want mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. I always like to say people will grow or go. And, and isn't that lovely? <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Keep it simple. Lower your expectations to zero. <laughs> Just to recap, keep your, boundaries, keep your boundaries clear, right? Know yourself because that's how you know what your boundaries are. And go open-hearted, stay fluid. This is super easy stuff, people. What's the problem? We should be able to do this. No, it's a practice. That's what Dr. Drayvon James is telling us. It's about the journey, not the destination, for real. She's explained that to us. And she's going to be there, right there with you, a page by page, as you find your way down this road, whether you're in a new relationship, a new relationship with yourself, 
uh, a new relationship with somebody else, an old relationship, it doesn't matter. We're, we're coming to the top of the hour here. Uh, there's more to be had uh, on this hour. We're, we're coming to the top of the hour, though. Dr. James, what do you want to leave us with today? I want myself and everyone listening to remember this, is that every tool that you need to have a peaceful journey, you have that inside of you. It's already there. It is your choice to open up that gift, that box, and explore what's in there. We've lived so long one way. Open that present. Try these tactics. Read the book. I'm going to be on tour in Sacramento next month, um, the Self-Love Explosion Tour. I hope if you're in that area, you'll check out that. But explore self-love. You'll be amazed at how amazing you are. That's beautiful. I'll tell you, the more self-love you have, the lower your expectations can go. <laughs> I'm under people. It's true, right? Yes, right. You, you, don't, you find you don't need it so much. You don't That's need right. external validation so much. You're right. okay with letting somebody else see themselves. That's right. We have put so much emphasis on what another person should do for us in terms of love and loving relationships. The pressure is unbelievable. The media has supported it, all our inherited mythology and so forth. This will be a big release. You want to check out Dr. Drayvon James's uh, Explosion of Love seminar. If you're listening abroad in other parts of the country, get on a plane. Come on over. It doesn't matter. Go to drdravonjames.com, I believe it is. Is that correct? It is. Yes, to find out more information. So I have one last question. It's kind of my my thing, and it's, it's you know, not an easy question. I, I want, because this is really uh, part of my passion and my vision in my life, I, I want to know what you think about what's happening in the patriarchal culture as it relates to shaping this, this vision you have of creating peace? Big question. What, what yeah. comes to you with that when you listen into your heart? I think it, what I believe is happening is giving us a lot of room and space to really find ourself here. To re- There's opportunity for forgiveness, but I think it really is giving us the space because things are so fragmented. It is giving us the space to really find ourself. And in that space is always the opportunity to fall in love with ourselves. I think too many of us, however, are becoming frantic and, and alarmed at things being fragmented and all of the things. But this is a time to really find ourselves. You know, at one point it was, you know, we were all singing the Kumbaya. And now everything is separate, separate and isolated. And we can't, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think this space here, and I, and I am a tribe. I have a tribe mentality. I, I do. Mm-hmm. I, I like to do things as a tribe and as a group. Mm-hmm. But this space here really is giving us the opportunity in this time period to really get to know ourselves. Let's take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. In the conscious way, right? Yeah, in a conscious yeah, in a, way. In a conscious way, yes. Yeah. Oh, spend some time in that beautiful self of yours. Mm-hmm. Spend some time there. Beautiful invitation. I'm so glad that you made time to join us today, Dr. James. We're delighted to have had you here. I can feel my heart opening. Uh, the, the lessons, whether we know some of this material or not, is a daily practice. Daily practice. And uh, we love your inspiration and support. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was wonderful being with you.
Oh, yay. All right, everybody, sit tight, feel it trickle in. Give yourself some time to integrate. Sit with yourself for a few moments. Just have a nice breath into your heart, sending out gratitude to Dr. Drayvon James. Come back and join us again, won't you please? MarianneComerado.com for more information. We're heading up to the top of the hour. I'll be back after these messages for our wrap. Thanks again, Dr. James. Radio your way. HealthyLife.net. you're here peace everyday peace you know is trying to learn the shanti mantra if anybody knows what that is it's a sanskrit mantra uh, trying to have your cultivating your words and your thoughts that are connected to the one uh, be one that's a beautiful mantra and so uh, i was thinking of that also listening to Dr. James, you know, cultivating peace in all the ways, in all the levels, in all the cultures that we can do that. Each attempt makes a difference, whether it's with yourself in relationship, with an existing relationship, with somebody at the grocery store, with a new relationship, with your child, your dog, every being. It matters and makes a difference. And it's a practice. I invite you to continue yours. Keep joining us here on Real-Time Relationships. Thank you and gratitude for joining us. We'll see you next time.